Hello, and welcome to the Games About Glory. I'm your host, Milo, and joining me tonight are Ricky and Steph. Hello, mates. Uh, <laughs> hello, mate. Hello, mates. <laughs> yes. You've taken the chair to keep this mellow, haven't you? Or steady, well, I should say. Steady. <laughs> one, one, one big exhale from all of us, and then we'll yeah. get off here. Yeah. <sighs> I was just, yeah, it was exactly that. Over the next hour, we're going to try and make sense of a crazy night in N17. We're recording this straight after the final whistle, so our heart rates have hardly dropped, and we'll try to keep our heads as well as the nine players in Lily White who finished the game to, uh, tonight did. We haven't heard Angie's post-match interview. You know, he may well have done an Arteta and screamed about some grand conspiracy against us he might have done a clop and be calling for a replay but somehow i doubt it <laughs> somehow i doubt it i think i think our man's made the better stuff so why don't we get straight in there what do we think of the team selection there are a couple of changes with uh, johnson coming in for richarlison and udogi back in for davis were you, were you pleased with the lineup when you saw it I thought it was a good uh, good selection. Nice to see Brennan given a run. Um, seemed right against a defence that, frankly, hasn't played very well this season. And it was set up perfectly, wasn't it, really, for him to, to really, really, uh, you know, get in there and get behind and help us move maybe even quicker. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. And, I mean, Udogi, Udogi has to come back in, doesn't he? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a straightforward return. So, yeah, I, was, I looked good on paper. What do you think, Ricky? Yeah, I think your doggy has hundred percent got to come back in. Uh, I mean, Davis is injured as well, so. Um, but I think Johnson getting the chance. I mean, I can see Richie starting. I would have been happy with that, but I suppose Johnson might give a bit of a run after Rhys James, who seems to be massively mm. injury prone. So, um, and he's only just coming back, so that might be a, a reason. I wonder if I wonder if for Charles. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I, mean, I think with the um, with the selections, I, I was I thought he might go with Richarlison partly because I thought it might turn into a scrap, as it, it kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of fancy Richardson in, in a scrap a little bit more. I think Actually, I think I even said that on the pod last week. Um, I was just going to ask a question, actually, about Johnson, because we're not going to get a lot of chance to talk about him through the game. What did you think about him for the, you know, kind of the half an hour he was on for? How do you think he did? I thought did he was extremely effective. Yeah. Really effective, very much so. And just off the back of your point there about uh, Richarlison <laughs> for the scrap, I actually wondered if Ange thought, well, maybe I'll try and keep it <laughs> a little unscrappy and bring him on later. Who knows? But I mean, tactically, you would say that Johnson did extremely well. I mean, yeah. he was. Re- I mean, we were moving, we were motoring. I mean, we were. Well, it was blistering uh, pace we started the game at. I mean, oh, we came into the game, say, five minutes before it warmed up. But once he got in, my word, it was it was good stuff. That's the perfect feed line for my next question, which was we got off to the perfect start. And <laughs> Decky scored on five minutes. Talk us through it. Ricky, do you want to pick this one up? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, just just to sort of um, comment on our start, really, I think, it was, it, I, I think that's probably the best we played this season, mm. definitely. We were like... Our speed of thought was just bamboozling them. They couldn't deal with us. And I think they were trying to do that. They didn't know whether to come with the inside men or the outside men. So we either had the long ball. That's why I think Johnson got into the game a lot. And Madison was interlinking with that. And, and in fact, that kind of what led to the goal because Madison dropped into that space. Chelsea don't know what they're doing. A beautiful ball to, well, it could have went to two people, but it went to Saar. And, and then Saar put... Uh, Decky into that position we were talking about the other week where we were, weren't we? You, just this is Decky's prime position will he go outside will he come inside it definitely looked like it was going to come inside because Colville just stood off way too much and I don't know if you got like the best Decky connection but um, he got a bit of luck this time round and that was um, richly deserved I think in that moment and you, when you score when you're you know you're dominating a game you need to do that 
I've nothing more to add to that. I mean, believe it or not, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Five minutes, you're one nil up, you're dominating, and you just know this. This game at that point just felt that it was only going to end one way. I mean, it really did, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what I said in my notes. And so we were talking about this before we came on. Is I think during this period, yeah, I thought Chelsea really looked like they were on the ropes. They were really wobbling. You're pretty much up until the point where we had Sonny's disallowed goal. During that period, we were completely dominant, and. I think in terms of Chelsea's tactics, I mean, they had Gallagher kind of man-marking Basuma and then the two forwards in front of that trying to cut the, you know, cut out the passing angles. But we were finding it pretty easy to get through. And, uh, you know, whilst Gallagher was getting close to Basuma, he wasn't really troubling them that much. And I thought playing through them was, was easier than I was expecting at that point. They, did you, I, I, did you I feel like that? I thought they were absolutely rubbish for the first 20, 25 minutes. I mean, one of the poorest sides I've seen all season. I mean, we were, I mean, the proverbial knife through, uh, hot knife through butter. They were, they were awful. I, I, yeah. I actually, I'm good for you for working out what they were trying to do. I didn't think they knew what they were trying to do. And as a matter of fact, the only chance they got was from us handing it to them on a plate. Uh, I thought Sterling was, I mean, I, I, I don't know what's happened to him. Has no effect whatsoever. And I actually have to say that uh, they're 100 million pound uh, plus two centre midfielders. So that's 200 million actually, isn't it? And Trish, I mean, they, there was no grip on the game whatsoever. It was a Vaseline grip on the game, wasn't it? I mean, they had nothing. I did have the advantage, Steph, of not being at 30,000 feet while watching it. So <laughs> probably made it a bit easier to work out what was going on. Sorry, Ricky, I cut across you there, mate. I, was just gonna, I just think it was our, our speed of our play and the bravery yes. of our play. We were just playing all the positive options. Bravery. There was no kind of safety-ness going on. Yeah. And it looked... And the irony, really, is it looked like we had 12, 13 players. That's why I think it probably looked quite equal when we had nine players. You know what I mean? Because it kind of levelled it up. Oh, my God. Thank you for supplying a chuckle. Because you're right. You're absolutely right. It was. We were just... And the crowd were up for it. And I was thinking Mm. before the game how great the stadium looked and everything. It was like everything looked fantastic. And um, and certainly was in those first 20 minutes. I was, you know, it's to think that we're 12 games in with this manager and Mm. we were then producing something like that granted I mean I take I take Steph's point it could be that Chelsea are obviously way off what they ever want to be so you know well, no, I, I, I just let me clarify that. I think that we contributed to them looking like absolute no, rubbish. Absolutely, and absolutely. I think the point you made about bravery is 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 huge. We, we might come back to that. Yeah, I mean, so my, note, <laughs> my notes, my notes, my notes at this time um, saying that we're playing with so much pace and intensity and not allowing Chelsea to settle, and they just couldn't really get into the game. And then I was kind of just wondering about you know, Potch himself. At, my note says it's pretty disparaging it says it looks like the game's moved on and I'm not sure Potch has now that might be being unkind because we know that he's a slow starter at clubs and he's he, you know he's he, we saw that with us it wasn't really until probably about this point was it maybe a little bit later in his first season with us when it started to work so they might be still be going through that period but I, I agree with you I thought they were really poor um after that period of dominance it started to get scrappy didn't it and you know, we saw a few challenges and, you know, Doggy's yellow and then well, Romero kicking out and then the penalty after Romero's reds. Um, I mean, I felt at the time that Michael Oliver was losing control a bit about the game. I mean, what did you think? And have we got any complaints about those bookings? Those, well, those I'll go back to, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take it if you don't mind as you framing that passage of time uh, and I'll come back to your last question there. I think that actually... Uh, that second goal that Sonny scored that was just was marginally, marginally offside, so tight. But, you know, it's offside. Nobody's complaining. If the lines are drawn, they are drawn. Um, that was a moment to me that the preceding 10 minutes, it felt 
that something changed. Like our frustration maybe grew. Chelsea saw that they were about to get blown off the map. It could have easily gone to two, three, four. If we got a second there, I think we could have gone in four nil up at half time. Mm. I think they sensed it, and I think they just started to put the bite in some niggly little challenges. Uh, really, to, uh, but what surprised me was we got suckered in. It's like we, it's like we got sucked into the atmosphere maybe too much. I don't know. Maybe Gareth's note addresses that. Um, but I, I personally have no complaints uh, about Romero sending off. Uh, you know, he, I think he was lucky to have uh, given the rules. I don't think like kickouts like that should be red cards, but given the rules, they are. Um, he was probably lucky to avoid one there because didn't Oliver go to the? I mean, they looked at that again, didn't they? Far decided it was petulant rather than dangerous. They've done us a favour there, probably, by terms of the rules. So we can't complain about VAR at that point. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, he had that mad few minutes, didn't he, Christian, where he was kind of back to the, the Conti era, where he had that weird header. And, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I can't complain about it, I, no. I mean, I think the biggest, the other thing from the Sun disallowed goal was, was just, I mean, I think all, I mean, I, no real complaints about the VAR tonight, except that it took a very long time with the offsides. Mm. It took ages to work out whether it was offside or not. And I, I get it's close, but um, and I think the main problem with that was was it probably took three minutes or something like that, and we was had such a head of steam up and momentum. Yeah, it good point. Slightly killed the crowd. I, and, and great that point. Was, you know what I mean? And it just it just took that kind of edge because we were flying at that point, and That's then it was point. quite quickly preceded by. I think was the the dog you doggy tackle first. I think was your doggy tackle tackle was first. That's right, and then it was Romero kicking out. Which which, I think you doggy. I think you might. Your doggy's quite lucky there. I think, but I haven't said that. I think they got it right because you shouldn't really launch your two feet off the ground. But he was away from Sterling and he did get the ball. But. I know they were spouting on about you shouldn't really be doing that. And the other thing from your doggy's point of view is he doesn't need to do two feet tackles. He can fly That's in with right. one foot forward and still yes. get the same effect, really. could still be yeah. dangerous, but at least two-footed is almost like a bit of a license to just say, yeah, we, that's a red. We know that's a red. I and that don't disagree. I mean, he, he's not in control of it, is he? If, no. no. If there's a player in front of him, then it could be really nasty. And, you know, I mean, that's why it, that's why the rules like that, you know, his feet yeah. were off the ground. He was in the air. He has, he, there's no way of stopping himself. If a player, if a player runs in front of him and, it, you know, he could break legs, it, um, you, you know, so yeah, I mean, obviously I was, I was pleased to see him get a yellow because I don't think he was intending to hurt someone, but I was quite um, worried when they said they were looking at it, probably yeah. that way. Cause I thought this it, definitely. Didn't you think it was weird? It was like that. And you've made, made a very good point there, Ricky. Maybe it was that three minutes slowed everything, but it's like someone flipped a button yeah. on us, on us collectively. We went into this emotional mind. Everything we were doing was from an emotional standpoint. Every, every action we were making was emotional. Our passes weren't quite as sharp as they had been the previous 20. Uh, you know, it was a little scrappy. We couldn't quite hold on to the ball like we were. It's very strange. Strange I mean, how I mean, football I mean, works. Well, I mean, we might get to that point, but maybe it's just because we are quite a young team and yeah. this will be a big learning curve. You know, yeah. we have another kind of... And none of us were in the stadium. You know, we don't know what the atmosphere yeah. was like in the stadium. You know, obviously it's been it's been quite tense going into this game. It's always a very hostile environment. Some of those players yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, won't have been in that kind of environment before, won't have been in that kind of game before. Um, you know, obviously Poch being there kind of added an extra bit of spice into what's a very, very spicy game anyway. And we know that he's quite willing to drag drag a game down we you know we saw that when it, when he was with us well no he is he is quite happy to to go toe to toe with people he you know he did that in spain he he did that with us he is he is up for a scrap i don't think i'm not sure that that was necessarily what was happening there but that was certainly my 
my fear going into the game and and it was getting scrappy i think he would be very happy with that game state you know that, that breaking up our momentum by breaking up our control of the game i think he would be very happy at that point with how that was going i don't disagree with you because there's no other way chelsea were going to find a way in but i don't uh, think anything was premeditated in a dirty sense and i didn't think um, chelsea were dirty i thought we did it to ourselves yeah i think I mean, we I, did it to I, ourselves I, I don't think i i i mean i uh, you know i don't i i take your point that potch certainly is not afraid of the physical side of the game and he's not afraid you know to maybe dark art it a little bit i mean look he's got sterling on the pitch who will fall if someone breathes on him but you know i love poro shouting yeah but we did this dive. no we did I, I, I think I think that where I was yeah. leading with that is whether we got suckered by it, really. You know, if there is a bit of that going on, whether we're getting suckered and drawn into it and then losing our heads. No, I don't. I think it was more just like Steph said. It was more just all came from our direction. I think, but I'm not. But I can't quite put my finger on why that happened. And Romero this year has looked more of the adult defender mm-hmm. because he's been trying to marshal that defence. But that was certainly flashes back to the old Romero, where we know full well that he can use to uh, be over forceful, can just do some. He, yeah. he gets a little and, bit of a. I wouldn't even call it a red mist with Romero. He's just a bit kind of that kind and, of way. I think. I mean, in my in my dialectic thinking way, I mean, I have to say that I. Think think you know the we're point milo's your, making we're not there any of your lemons and auras this week this is the, the wrong point, week for that <laughs> the point the point milo's making my word and i'm trying to actually give you some kudos here for a point you'll make i'm trying to see something from your thank perspective you. think you're welcome that's what dialectic lemon thinking will do um but uh i think i think there is actually something I if you think about it who would know christian romero's temperament better than someone like potch right who would know exactly what it takes to to needle that situation and to just wind it up a little more i mean he's he's i mean th- you, we laugh about potch and his emotional stuff or you do um i don't but you know you you could have a point he knows that he knows those details count and he and knows he that will, and he'll he, find them he knows that you fixture know? he was the one who turned the dial up on that fixture he's the yes. one who turned it into kind of the big yeah. rivalry it is now it was I yeah. mean, it's always been but, a big game but never to this de- never to the degree it is now before he came along really but yeah. but i can't really remember them doing anything that was no. then really riling me um, riling no, i agree but it could have been little nudges and nidges but i think uh, look i think i i I think you and I are saying the same thing, and there's a little bit of all of it, right? But if we, what well, we can only look at, really, you can only control what we did wrong, right? We can, and and we allowed ourselves to 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 get into yeah. our own heads. It's almost like we got into our own heads. It's like, wow, we're absolutely blowing this side away. Why are we not four nil up? It, it sort of felt a bit like that. Yeah, but quite often when you play a game and you really are dominating the other team, the last thing on your mind is is to go a bit crazy physical. It's like mm. you just think, you know, it's, it's, that's a really, really that's, weird flip That's of where what Milo was saying about the crowd, maybe they felt, wow, you know, this is going to fucking really lay it on. Who knows? I, I mean, I, I, th- I thought the Odoggy like, um, lunge was adrenaline. I think he was trying to press and we'd had a sustained yeah. period of pressure and I think I think the adrenaline got the better of him. And then maybe everything, maybe just everything else flows out of that and we're just playing with that, you know, just a bit yeah. too much intensity at that point. And it's, yes. it's just fallen... You know, we're always playing on that line. And unfortunately yeah. for, you know, for the last, you know, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes of that first half, 20 minutes of the first half, we went the wrong side of that line. And we, we were just just out of control a little bit. Whereas, pre, you know, what, what we've been really good at is really is controlled aggression. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe maybe you just lost control of it. I mean, my notes at, the, at that point in the game, um, just before Romero sending off, so 27th minute, something like that, was saying, you know, we've got to keep our heads here. You know, if we can, if we can, Get collect our heads and, and you know we, we're going to come out on top on this. But we you yeah. know and then obviously two two minutes later that the exact opposite's happened and the, and the game's <laughs> the game's gone to a degree. I mean, by the way, 
you lot out there who are listening to this, I want you to consider what this pod is giving you right now. You're getting, you're getting it all. You're getting, you're getting some off the cuff emotional stuff. And then we've got Milo, who actually was composed enough to keep notes during a period where I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I was having a hard time focusing. I mean, it's so you just, know. Just thank you, eight, thank you for taking notes. Notes. just the eight pages no, of notes. Incre- tonight. <laughs> incredible, incredible. I, I mean, and and, and again, but uh, but yeah, I, again, I I just uh, you know this. I can't get angry at a doggy or a doggy tonight. Sorry, mispronunciation. Um, this is a learning curve, and these are the moments we have to learn. Everything that happened tonight, not happy about it, but I take it because that's what it's all about with this side and what this manager is doing. So, so we accept it as long as we mm. learn from it, right? So, I mean, after that, things got from bad to worse. So Van der Ven <laughs> pulled up with a hamstring oh, just before half time. Right? Oh, I know you didn't quite see this live stuff because, oh. uh, because your plane was landing at that point or mm. <laughs> whatever it was. So it was landing right then. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ricky, it looked pretty bad, didn't it? He put, he pulled up yeah, straight away. There was no challenge there. He was run. He was yeah. sprinting. He pulled up, holding his thigh, went to ground, looked in, quite a lot of pain looks like a hamstring you know i would have thought you know six to eight weeks minimum yeah i I mean i think it looked a bad one usually if you can't walk and he tried to get up and walk but even then on the touchline he was being his leg was completely off the ground as they was giving him the shoulder support kind of thing but um and the other thing you have to think about is um don't say it no 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 i was gonna say (laughs) the other thing i meant you know hamstring injuries can be a bugger and he is a super pacey guy yes you're going Um, there you're making me scared for no please don't and uh, we thought i mean at least with the romero thing you can think oh that's a real bugger but i've got three games in my head that he misses and now to add i mean this is all our fears that come together really because we were thinking who we would struggle with if we if we miss one or the other and we said it last week both of them (laughs) and um we're now kind of thinking you know benny davis we don't know what he's got going on you're just just jumping into my next question so i was going to say we're, we're we're going to be without yeah. Romero and Van de Ven for at least three games, probably the latter for longer. So those games, it's Wolves, Villa and City. Where does that leave us over the next few weeks? And, and what would you do? I mean, in the end tonight, we ended up with Dyer and Hoybier at centre-back after originally, before that we'd seen Royal and and, uh, and Dyer. I mean, Ashley Phillips is a, is a you know, potential contender there. You know, Dorrington's been playing very, very well for the under-21s. What, what do you think we do? What do you think we do this weekend? How do we get through uh, this? First and foremost, I'll take the optimistic and somewhat ludicrous viewpoint that Mickey van der Ven has some sort of like regenerative powers of, of might that will see him back. Uh, uh, you know, he'll only miss three weeks. I'm, I'm clinging on to that hope. But uh, we're, we're, real thinking, uh, look, I, I, I say this off the cuff without really having seen too much of him. But, you know, Ashley Phillips seems like he might be the the choice. I mean, I, we I'd, need... say, I'd say that Dorrington's look better for the under-21s. Okay. This this so far this season. We have to go young. We have to go with a young centre back. I think at this point we're too committed in the way we're working to go backwards in that regard. I think that Dyer and Davis have to remain as 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 off the bench and doing a, a royal a loyal job for us if they can. Hang on, we're talking about the next three games, Steph. So okay. one of those one of those has got to be Dyer, presumably. Sorry, Ricky, you're I think I think one of them has to be Dyer. I mean because I think we should I mean the problem of using 
a young player at this point is the amount of defenders that are missing in the sense of mm. do we need someone that's experienced because might might we sort of fall apart quite tragically if we expose ourselves to too much inexperienced players. But um, I didn't notice um, Phillips wasn't playing for the under-21s either, so I'm not sure if he's got any mm. issues either going on because he wasn't on the bench tonight, not that you'd expect him to be because we've got quite he, a fit squad at the he moment. He might have been the extra man. Quite, might, quite he, a fit squad. he might have been the extra man, mightn't he? So, yeah. That, yeah. But I, th- I don't I th- know. I mean, Royal was there for a bit. Then Hoiberg was there for a bit, and well, we seem to be, you know, for, well, I mean, for, we got to the tactics of defending as well. Yeah. I mean, that's probably going to have to be talked about. For Wolves, at least, Udogi's out of that one as well. So you'd assume that Royal is probably going to be playing left back for yeah, that game. I suppose we're going to have. So to, yeah. I mean, I thought Hoiberg did pretty well once he was there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- I mean, just to, just to redress when I'm talking about bringing in a young centre back, I'm actually more thinking about how we cover for Van der Ven. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Longer obviously, for the next three games, yeah, yeah. We, obviously, for the, the next three games, we're going to need one of, of Dyer Davis, and my choice would be Eric Dyer, which we'll get into later. And sorry, we, there's two. So, for the next three oh, games, right. well, a young player next to Dyer, next to Dyer. I succeed to your uh, to your greater knowledge on this. You've watched more of the the, the under 21s than I have this year, so I trust your judgment. But I think, I think, I think, in terms of Philip. Philosophically speaking, uh, I think we have to have a, a young centre-back back there. We have to. I mean, we're going to need that youthful energy, almost that um, that uh, youthful, like, no-baggage mentality going into this. We don't want anyone that's wobbly. So, yes. I mean, I think it's probably more likely to be Phillips because he's the one who's been involved in the first-team squad. Dorrington hasn't got close to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that Dorrington's looked the better of the two. Like Comparing them, watching them for the under-21s this season, Phillips, I would say, was you know, your more traditional defender out of the two I think he's I think he's he's been fine he's you know he's he's okay Dorrington is more cultured he's great on the ball really good at bringing the ball out of defense and I think if you're looking at for, for, for a player to slot into our system he's probably the more natural fit and you know certainly receiving balls you know under pressure in the box would be very very comfortable with that mm. yeah he's young he's only come up from the under 18s you know he's in the under 18s last season he was part of that team that won the um the Premier League Cup mm. um but he physically he looks able, but you know it's a it's a it's a big test. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Anything to add, Ricky? Oh, uh, not really. I mean, I mean, I suppose we can move on to the next point about um uh what we did with the defence and <laughs> what the change or lack of change of tactics, whether that was good or bad, and whether that's good or bad going forward. I suppose. I mean, did you think it was brave in the second half where we we still we stick with the high line? I, I saw a well, lot think, of people. I think I think the narrative's been that. Um, Ange will just continue on with you know yeah. the structure he's put in place, and he'll just live or die by that. And I think I think that is right. I mean, naturally, I thought although the personnel were different, and I was worried because mm-hmm. of you know lack of pace, especially from Van der Ven going. I thought they still played with bravery, and they still tried to pass it to each other, and they still tried to knock it out. It wasn't like it didn't feel as though we were then passing it to each other, and there was Keystone Cops going on moments mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And maybe some of the lack of pace in behind was made up with Ricario running in the other direction. I think to play sweeper keeper. <laughs> we'll, we'll get on to him as well. Yeah, I mean, I think I thought during that period. I mean, Poro and and Hoybier as well. I thought were really good at kind of tracking back and and covering yeah. that. I, I suppose it's you know it's back to that Ange thing about kind of attack is you know the best form of defence. You know, if we if we'd sat deep and done a kind of conted it out, we've seen what happens with more or less these players, haven't we, in that position mm. and. I think I'd rather give Chelsea chances and you know let the linesman save us on the halfway line than than on our 
you know, six yeah. yard box. Well, yeah, cool. I mean, you could argue though. I mean, if you would have played, if we were playing Liverpool, Man City, we might have lost like ten one. But um, mm-hmm. uh, it's because Chelsea were terribly naive with trying to play that through ball, and in the sense of um, they didn't seem to know what the offside rule was. But um, Steph? I, I I think it was absolutely the right thing to do. I mean, number one, this was a free hit. I mean, mm. he's had a player sent off. He gets a second player sent off. He has to find out what these players can do playing his way, his system in a mm-hmm. match like this. And I think it's a free hit for him. So absolutely. I mean, he, you know, at the expense of, of tonight's result, you, you have to see. So yeah, I would never have changed tactics tonight. Not especially not with those players coming on because he will have learned more in the last 30 minutes about what he has to do now going forward than he would have had he tried to like, you know, completely shuffle the way that Tottenham Hotspur yeah. plays in order to get a point out of tonight's game. So it was absolutely the right thing to do. And, 100%. And I, th- I think the other thing is, you know, if you, if you look at kind of how that half went, I mean, more or less, it, it worked pretty well. You know, they, they they got their second and then they got a couple of consolation goals after that. But I don't really think it reflects most of that half. And, and but, you know, by the time you're 2-1 down, I mean, obviously, you know, we had Dyer's disallowed goal and, um, you know, Sonny had a good chance. So, you know, we could have, we could have squared three, it up. Three but, good chances. You know, we, yeah, we were, we were creating chances. If we had been sat in our six-yard box, we wouldn't have done. I, I thought there was quite a nice, like an interesting contrast to the Liverpool game where, you know, they they lost a couple of players. And, you know, ended up kind of camped in their half and just playing on the break. And, I mean, it was pretty effective. But, you know, I don't think, I'm not sure it would, you know, that would have worked for us. Yeah. No, I think, I think if we, I mean, I suppose the one advantage is just squeezing the game up so much is then you're, you know, you've got, uh, you're not as far from their goal and your players are more within the vicinity of each other. And I suppose our best chances did come from uh, just marvellous deliveries from Porro um, because Bentoncourt had one as well, didn't he, when we didn't he know did, whether yeah. to kick it or head it. And that was just a heart in the mouth. You know, I thought that that was definitely going to be another equaliser. But um, yeah. There was, that, I, there was that nice chance for Saar. We got the break and he couldn't quite find yeah. Sonny as well. Yeah. 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 I would say... <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, it's another one. So, I mean, obviously, Decky came off on the hour, but I thought, you know, once we went down and um, and he was, uh, you know, kind of, you know, playing up top with Sun and you know, really, really, you know, running around, you know, really covering some ground, it was superb again. I mean, we were yeah. trying our hardest, and then there were some moments where we would double our efforts. We would just go like, I mean, even but, Gary Neville was saying that it's just like the, I, the, the press we were putting on, and that with nine players, and then a quick, we'd quickly then retreat to sort of four three one. But it wasn't like we were dropping or anything. We were just, no, I suppose, we were I, just playing, you know, Russian roulette with the offside, basically. I, so. Well, you, you say that. I mean, I I do think that you know we saw what they were. And the numbers didn't really make a difference. So I didn't think we felt we had to be as careful as that because they didn't play well. They didn't play well at all from start to finish. So I felt actually we played the game that was there to play. So, you know, I didn't I didn't think we played Russian roulette. More. Well, I suppose you are when you've lost your fastest players mm. in defence. But I felt that actually... We we largely were were in charge of that game. I mean, and, th- th- and they were picking we, up they were picking up silly yellows as well, weren't they? It was yeah, um, yeah. you know getting suckered into it a bit like we I, I was this speculating is, that we might have been doing. Yeah, I mean, this is where the scoreline will not tell people that uh, you know if you if you anyone listening if you see this scoreline and you don't watch the match you're cheating yourself because or at least uh, some good highlights because right up until the ninety fifth minute. We're not just knocking on the door. We're decidedly unlucky not to have gone through mm. it. I mean, yeah. I might be preempting you here, uh, Milo, if we talk about our offside goal from number 15. Am I? 
No, but you can go there. Great. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, he's absolutely smashed that, hasn't he? What a brilliant mm. finish! That is a, that is a. I mean, that's a Harry Kane finish from a central defender that has been, you know, let's face it, in his, in his, yeah, in his allotment <laughs> for for most of the season. Bless him. And he, ha- uh, by the way, I, I, I was very proud of his performance tonight as uh, uh, an old school member of the Eric Dyer fan club. But how unlucky! I mean, we're, we're inches, inches again. And Rodrigo, inches from connecting with that. So close, right both, until the end. Both, both of those equalising would have been so poetic, wouldn't oh, it? It yeah. would have been, yeah. the story so, would have been great. Yeah, so heartbreaking. Yeah. I think Eric. I think Eric's own goal, it was surprising how close it was to not being offside because I thought at first it definitely looked offside. Mm. And I suppose the rule is, it definitely looked like Bentacore headed it and then it hit a Chelsea player's head. It did. Is, it because, right. but is it because it incidentally hit his head and that player didn't purposely play it that... Because if the purpose yeah. player purposely plays it, then it's it's not then meant to be offside. I think. Or yeah, I like think that. that's right. This uh, goes back um, to my grumpy interpretation of if you're a central defender jumping up with an attacking player from a set piece to challenge a header, and you're not looking to intentionally head the ball, then what the bloody hell are you doing? But exactly, I accept. Yeah. Well, I accept that that is my personal view, and I accept that it doesn't. We, we, <laughs> we can't we can't commentate on the on the game based on how you wish the rules were. You know, that's uh, <laughs> we can't, we why can't not. Rip- just Why not? Because tonight, because here. tonight we'd have won. No, <laughs> in the end, maybe. Anyway. But I agree with you with Dyer. I think the, the the beautiful thing for Dyer was that he's been a bit on the periphery of the squad mm. and that. And this situation's almost like made for him to come in, where it's almost like he had his Travis Bickle going. Well, it's almost like we we're kind of in these situations the team normally loses, so the pressure's off me. I can come in yeah. and literally just yeah. dig in and just do what I am good at, which I, it, I, he is good at that sometimes, the last ditch spending. I, I thought, you know, it's, it's difficult. This, this can be very harsh on a makeshift defence. And, you know, actually it wasn't about three different makeshift defences through the through the game, wasn't it? Mm. But I thought we we were struggling to get our, our lines straight at points. And Dyer, particularly early on, after he first came in, was dropping deep, which I know is, you know, it, it might be a bit of a hangover from last season. I thought, actually, as the second half went on, we were a lot better and a lot more organised. Yeah. Um, but and I suppose it, you know it, it's fair enough that they you know they've lost mm. Van de Ven, who you know we said before is a cheat code with this um, this high line. He do, he's a get yeah. out of jail free card, and we've Every lost time. that. We've lost that. <laughs> and you know then it's down to you know kind of Porro, um, who I think was magnificent in, yes. in that second half, and and, and Hoybier again trying to trying to get in. As you said, you know Big Vic coming out and. Yeah, and he covering was, and hoovering everything up. I mean, he, he was, was great, you, wasn't absolutely he? Did you, brilliant, okay, yeah. did you oh. occasionally think that he was going to get a red card though and just slightly misjudge yeah. one? And I thought, oh no, don't get him sent off as well. Unbelievable. <laughs> he was just, it was just brilliant, wasn't he? And some brilliant I mean, saves in, tonight as well. He did one oh, in the first half and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and coming out with that double save. The one from Cucurella. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Second half. There was a moment there at 1-1 in the second half where I'm just like, they're not going to yeah. score tonight. Because it's just written in the stars because they, he is having one of those games. How close was he to the penalty? How yeah, close yeah. is yeah, he yeah. to getting that penalty? Yeah, yeah. Even there, a little bit of bad luck. He's pushed it and it's kind of gone in off the other post, if I remember correctly. He's pushed it onto the post. I'm it's, not sure he gets fingers to it. I think it's just off the, it's just off the inside no, of the post, isn't definitely it? Definitely got a hand to it. I, got, but, I, yeah. I swear he got a hand to it. He just couldn't keep it out. It was a, a well-struck penalty. I, but. I, as I was saying to you earlier on, Steph, before we came on air, I could almost do with us rec- doing a mini pod tonight and then recording a game tomorrow or the day yeah, after, after we've had a chance to re-watch it and kind of absolutely. listen to Angie's post-match interview and kind of digest it and process it and then talk again and see how we've, how, how, yeah, 
how how uh, almost with the same script and see how, how differently we feel. But um, absolutely, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. Other managers would be thinking is um, uh, for any manager with a team for nine uh, with a team with nine men on the field, how little time wasting that team with nine men did, because <laughs> any yeah. other team would yeah. be like you know doing all kinds of just delaying getting the ball and that kind of thing. But we weren't really that interested in time wasting. We were just kind of yeah. pushing on and getting on with it. I thought. I mean, this is Angeball again, though, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's looking on the positive. It's, it's yeah. trying, you know, trying trying to um, take and the game to the other team. It's, I mean, you I know, think again, that, that resonated massively with the crowd. I mean, not many people were leaving. No, kind of thing. It was great. Like, it's yeah, amazing, that, wasn't it? Yeah, and you could you could really hear it, couldn't you? You really could hear people getting behind the team and, and you know singing louder. If anything, I think. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a there's a great love for this team and and the manager, and I think kind of the adversity brought everyone together again didn't it yes yeah yeah because i think we all hopefully understand that the bigger picture uh of this season is is the one to look at and that the you know this game breaks down into a series of events that i mean i, I do think and I, I wanted to actually if you don't mind ask you this before i have to actually skip out early i'm afraid chaps but okay. i did want to ask you this do you think that the, the the way that the press and everyone i'm probably people like me you know gang bust on var week in week out and everyone wants var this other i mean you talked about the time those decisions were taking ricky and i think everyone was getting frustrated but do we think that this game was the culmination of a season's worth of weird varistic uh viewpoints and frustrations and that we just bore the, not well, not we this match bore the brunt of it in the most bizarre of, uh, of fashions and well, we're not going to see a game like this again are we no i think just a lot went on and there was a lot that needed kind of to be sorted through i think i mean the sooner they get the um automated kind of offside mm. on board then that will yeah. just erase that a lot more because that will oh. be done within 20 seconds 30 oh. seconds what, what's annoying is that is the clubs that voted against that it was put up for a vote before oh, the season started and the clubs mm. vetoed it, which is a really, a really stupid idea. Um, yeah, I think I think there is a I think you got a point there, Steph, because I think there's been so much pressure put on um, you know the officials, and you know we saw it again with Arsenal and that, that disgusting statement for the, the club statement backing up Arteta, <laughs> which, which is you know pathetic. You we we yeah we were all quite critical about the way that Liverpool reacted and the press reacted to that they dis- disallowed Diaz goal against us, but at least they were right. Yeah. You know, at least they had a point. Whereas, yeah. yeah, I couldn't see anything in that Arsenal game other than potentially having one of their players and 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 one of the Newcastle players sent off. I couldn't really see anything there that was cut and dried, which you could really argue about. But I, I, I think you're right. I think what we're seeing now, and this is why I was so angry about that Arsenal statement, is that you're seeing you know pressure put on officials, you know, all the time, and they're, they're being brought out. And I, I'm sure that Ange won't have done the same tonight. No. No, you know, in this so. situation, think, but but I think you know you can understand them taking an extra few minutes if they if they're under that much scrutiny because they're going to get it in the neck. They're going to be on the press all week if they get it wrong. Yeah, the pressure yeah. does build from. I think with the Ars- I think the Ars- the problem the Arsenal had, I think, is that Arteta sort of obviously raced. Oh, back he's to a the fucking Emirates. tool. No, he's obviously raced back to the Emirates in his little stroppy bubble and demanded like fall like back in from the club and the club have come as you say as you say, Milo. It was it's you can't have statements about decisions like that. It's just like. You know, you'd be making them every week otherwise. It's just... Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think um, I mean, one of the interesting things about VAR, you know, you, you were saying about kind of the decisions this season. Uh, on the panel, they have um, kind of adjudicating them because they, they re-watch them and look at all those decisions. My understanding is that I think this year there are less ones that they've um, judged to be incorrect than there have been 
like last season and, and you know previous seasons i know people kind of turn their nose up at that and you know kind of refs marking their own homework and all that kind of stuff but um yeah i just think that was interesting um so steph you've sadly got to leave us you've been called away work I work have. calls you get, get your bowler be. hat and, and pinstripe suit on and pull it <laughs> Polish those shoes before you go out the door. I will do. Okay, thanks, chaps. Uh, thanks for letting mate. me gang bust this. I know it was a That's touch right, and go. Mate. I'm uh, happy to do it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, mate. Cheers, uh, mate. Good goodness, there. Cheers. Bye. 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 Just the two of us to wax lyrical just, about Porro then. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, as Bill Withers, Bill Withers would say, just the two of us. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to do the tribute to Bill Withers, but um, <laughs> just the two of us. That's probably what our defence is now, really, as well. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Porro could probably do the work of two or three people, judging by um, the uh, engine the, and the kind of energy levels that the man has. And uh, after that really slightly iffy-looking ankle twist, he seemed mm. to even run those kind of things off. So, um, but immense tonight. I mean, you've you you've said other weeks that you're massively impressed with him, Milo, and I think tonight just proves that onto another level almost. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the only thing he did wrong whole the whole game was um he had niffy backhill blind backhill didn't he which jackson picked up yeah. and then uh, that yeah. ran through and uh vicario made a great save from but other than that i don't think he put a, a foot wrong all, all game and i've i've been so impressed with um just his, his, his football intelligence really i mean he's he's got great technique and everything but i just think he reads the game so well and you know as you said previous weeks you know he, he's you know where he's coming in into the final third between Decky and uh, you know Sun and you know Sar, I suppose, in, into that space. He's getting really far forwards, but he's so quick at, at, at spotting danger and getting back. And uh, very rarely have we been caught out behind, which I think is everyone's fear before the season started. And, and he, he never once looks tired, does he? He's just, no, he could run for absolutely ever. I think. And, and he's one of those players who looks like he loves playing. Every yep. time, every challenge, everything that happens, he's got a smile on his face. Every time something happens, you know, he's the one who's punching the others or you know screaming yep. and. I don't know. Maybe playing that close to Romero has rubbed off on him or something. There's there's a there's a little bit of that in him without maybe the <laughs> the nastiness. But yeah, I, I just think it's great. And the thing we have to remember is that he's one of the players that Angers inherited. But I think what Angers found there is, as you say, he tick a lot of Angers' boxes with his spirit for the game, mm. his love for the game, his um, never say die attitude. But also, as we saw with the free kicks, and we've seen it in other games, mm. his technical ability is first class. And we were a bit worried about him playing that kind of role. But as you say, if he's got football intelligence like that, that can be coached into people, I think. And he's certainly one that falls into that kind of um box i think yeah i mean i think what's interesting during during the summer and the pre-season tour because andrew was asked about this and i think everyone was assuming that we'd play kind of one stay at home fullback and one attacking yeah. fullback so it would be kind of romero and udoggy or davis and poro yeah and and andrew was asked about this on pre-season tour and he said and, and he said no why, well, yeah, why can't i play them both together they're like they're ideal for me and Again, I think a lot of the journos thought he was just kind of having them on, but you know that's what he's done. You know, bar the first game, that's what he's done, and it's, it's been it's worked really well. Yeah, I think what's probably they're almost akin. I know they play in obviously different roles and slightly different positions. But it's almost it seems like it's akin to like us falling on our feet with a pair like Rose and Walker when it comes to energy yeah. levels. And I think if you ask players to do that, then they are going to have to do like the up and down, up and down kind of thing, and they can do that all day long. I think, and they're at the right end of the age group as well it's from the point of view of they're not going to burn out too quickly I don't think you know they're going no. to have more seasons in them I mean obviously now it's going to be slightly reconfigured in the sense of they will still I mean I'm presuming Angel will still want them to do that but without 
maybe a, two sort of supreme defenders behind them. We'll find out how that goes. I mean, that is, you know, that's going to be... Yeah, well, and this is only a one yellow card away from a suspension as well, isn't course, he? So yeah. um, we've got to be very careful through those next two, next few <laughs> games because it's asking a lot if you start putting Hoybier in there. It's starting to look a lot more like the team that finished last season, isn't it, than the one that started this? Maybe we can get, um, maybe we can get old um, Saar to play centre-half. He might have <laughs> that kind of rangey pace and no one can get past him. Kind of, I don't know. We're going to have to look for a solution somewhere, but it probably will be defenders, like we say. You've got to, you've got to kind of shuffle the pack with the players that are meant to sort of play in that position and then see where we go from there. But it's, um, it's just... One massive turnaround in 90 minutes in the sense of yeah. the landscape that's ahead of us. Yeah, this we, is what we, I found very hard to digest, I think. And it was, you know. We, we've had all of our bad luck in a. Well, I mean, it ended up being about 115 minutes, didn't it? But we've had all of our bad luck in, in one go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've kind of touched on this already, but what, I mean, what did you think of Chelsea? Oh. Um, I mean, they could just be on a really long path to becoming better, but um, which is a weird path for Chelsea because they like to sort of reach their peaks quite quickly. And mm. usually they, I mean, you presume they, well, you presume they've got to give someone some patience in the dugout and they've not shown that in the past, but you can only change so many times. I mean, they've got loads of players, like, especially, I know they've got injuries, but they've got loads of players, especially down the bench there. I don't know if they've signed them. I'm not even quite sure who they are. I've never, I don't even mm. know their names. I don't know if they're all quite expensive talented youngsters from the continent I'm it's not quite a, sure it's a fair but, guess it's a fair guess I know, so, but this is what I'm saying I'm not quite sure whether they bought them recently or whether they were like some of their loans from other seasons or something but um uh I don't know it's, it's quite hard to say I mean as you say I mean they're playing against 10 and then against nine men and they don't seem to have kind of much idea still or patterns to play. I think there are good players there and it's it's just yeah I don't know. It's still a mixed bag for me with them. And you'd expect some of their players to be good as well um, when you look at the fees they paid for them. But I don't know if they paid those fees because Bowley is a bit silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. He will pay those fees. So. I mean, I think you, Milo? I mean, I thought they were pretty poor. I think you know, the one thing that this result will do is buy Poch some more time. If we'd, if we'd thrashed them, then I think it would, would have been looking pretty dicey for, for, for him. And some of his com- comments going into the game about how he felt about us and his his lack of connection with the Chelsea fans. I, I would imagine has angered, well, I know has angered quite a lot of Chelsea fans. Oh, really? I haven't, um, heard, I haven't listened to any of his pre-match stuff, so that's interesting. Um, so, I mean, he, did, he was just saying that, you know, he, after you know three months or whatever, he doesn't have a connection with the fans there. He hopes that will come, but then went on to talk about the connection he had with us, which is the last thing they're going to want to hear when they're sat in the bottom half of the table. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, coming to coming to our place and winning, I'm sure we'll buy him some time and, and get him a little bit of credit in the bank with their fans. Um, I don't know. I really don't know whether the yeah. I know that their underlying data is better than their performances on the whole, but or their results rather. Um, I just didn't quite see what they were trying to do today on the whole. I thought it. You know, they should have been able to completely control the game after after we had yeah. you know, after we were you know a man and then two men down. And they didn't really manage to do that. And um, yeah, they were open when we when we got at them, which again I think is pretty inexcusable given you know given the dominance they should have had. And yeah. uh, you know they should have done really to us what we did to Liverpool, just pinned us back and then just you know fired in you know tried to create chance after chance after chance, and it just wasn't like that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'm- I I don't I really don't know. I don't I don't know whether you know Poch is you know kind of yesterday's man whether his you know his ideas are out i don't you know and obviously Bowley is 
um, a law unto himself and just creates instability, yeah. I think. And yeah, yeah and I, I don't know whether they've just played over the odds for kind of, you know, highly rated young players in the hope that it comes off. And you know, it just doesn't really, I just don't see it. I don't see what the balance is. I don't really see the team. Um, they've got some I mean, great might, players, but yeah. I mean, it might just take a while because they're so stockpiled with so many players. I mean, they keep thinking, oh, we're not going to buy anyone more. And it's almost as though when the window opens, Bowley gets kind of excited and he wants to add another two, three. And the manager's probably thinking, you know, I've got 30 players or something and that mm. does make my life difficult. I think the other reset that is quite hard for Chelsea is their supporters themselves. They're so used to that Roman... Abramovich kind of era of if it goes wrong we can rip it up and start again and we don't actually like really drop back too much when they've now moved more back into like a kind of well I say a normal club but in other words I'm assuming they haven't got a bottomless pit of money it seems like they still spend that kind of way but at some point that's going to come home to roost I think I don't think they can continue forever in that sense and them being languishing down the table is a bit of a kind of is 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 a kind of new a new thing for them as a supporter you know they're just not used to that and I think that would breed impatience really you know what I mean they just they're they're quite a jumpy crowd anyway because well you know a lot of them are are idiots aren't they anyway so but um, but I think you know I I mean I don't I think they should stick with Poch I mean I'd rather Poch fail there not because um because of him but more because you know we all don't like Chelsea do we so you know that'd be the main reason and he can move on to somewhere else where you know I'm less disliking of disliking of him being at that club but um yeah should we, oh. should we do our closing thoughts? One positive and not one negative. Oh, one positive you, and negative. You got a positive? I've got. I mean, the main. I suppose the main positive has just got to be how we just kept trying to march on. Really, a bit like um, a bit like our outro song after the pod says. You know, we the Spurs go marching on, and we literally yeah. did try to do that. And I think the crowd responded to that, and they can see some. They can see. I mean, and I think even the commentators said that. That although I mean, the, I mean, the scoreline's four-one, but they said uh, I think Tottenham can take as much if not more than Chelsea out of this game like in a kind of positive sense I mean there's you know there's there's some disasters within that and some of them are injuries and some of them are suspensions but we still played well I suppose the main thing is we're playing to exactly the kind of uh, mantra that and just said all along, you know, I will keep going away at it. You know what I mean? I'll keep playing this way. And, um, as, you know, <laughs> I don't know how many players have to be removed off the field to keep playing that way. But um, <laughs> but um, fair play to him. We did do that. I think, but a negative is... Actually, I did think the negative was that it's really effing annoying that um, even when they're not playing well, some kind of sort of semi-disaster hits us when it's them we're bloody playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Chelsea just... and Because they did nothing to really generate that particularly but they still get a good scoreline when they don't deserve it. And we then have untold kind of issues to deal with post-game. And a, a kind of smooth, a surprising start to the season has now really been, you know, well, it's a bit of adversity. And this is now up to us to respond to it, I think, and see how yeah. we do respond to it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's a, exactly the same positive. I thought, you know, they're real real warriors after, um, you know, after we went a man, two men down. And uh, I was really proud of that second half performance. And kind of the first 25 minutes at the, at the beginning was, you know, everything great that we've seen about this side um, so far this season. And the negative would just be, I'm really worried about how we're going to get through the next three games and then how we're going to get through that period without, without Van de Ven because they've been so great this season. And... Um, you know, as we say, Van de Ven's a cheat code player. He he makes it that high line 
so effective. And um, yeah, I think it was probably inevitable that he was going to pull up with an injury like this at some point, considering how you know how, how, how quick he is and, and and how much ground he covers. But yeah. it doesn't make it any easier, does it? I mean, the other thing we have to think about, I suppose, is to say Porro did look. I mean, even at the end there, it looked like he was holding his ankle a bit. But I mean, the way he's running around, I, I would think not. But then uh, we got Madison to think about because it looked like he went off with a bit of a a bit of an injury, and we've got a short turnaround. I mean, we're oh, yeah. Saturday morning Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, so, and and. Yeah, I think Madison hasn't been training. You know, he's quite often been missing sessions because, well, I mean, yeah. he gets kicked every game. I mean, he basically, does, yeah. every, you know, everyone he's going to pick up knocks. So, um, I mean, hopefully he can shake it off. Um, you know, or maybe La Celso comes in his place or I don't know. But, uh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's, 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 I can't believe how, as I say, we, we, we the first 20, 25 minutes was the best football we've played. And then it just flipped on its head just like that. I thought this is the night we were absolutely going to steamroll Chelsea yeah. and do like you say, put Poch in a perilous position. And I was I was almost after the game. It's quite hard. I feel almost slightly, I felt almost kind of jittery, uneasy in other words. And I think that's just the whole thing still kind of absorbing through the kind of yeah. your, your mind and the cells of your body. And you just need to like, I mean, things like this help, you know what I mean? We chat about it and then, you know, uh, but and, and I suppose we do quite well considering it's um, 10 minutes after the game. But yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. They, go, they get all the luck, don't they? <laughs> just like, you know it's it's every time you know you think about the you know um Abramovich gets sanctions put on them they get bought yeah. out and they but they get yeah. bought out with somebody even crazier with the money than the person before you know it's just yeah, uh, they, yeah I don't know um let's leave it there let's not dwell too let's much on there. let's not dwell too much on Chelsea no. and their luck um that, thanks thanks Ricky that was fun despite everything I think <laughs> yeah yeah cheers mate Milo I think that has slightly kind of um uh um, that's slightly um, what's it dampened down the mushroom cloud above my head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after a game like that I think that's one way of putting it but um, and good luck to everyone on their journeys home tonight from the game because oh. y- you still did as proud as a crowd and we'll, we will be back I think yeah definitely definitely and we'll be back next weekend yeah. to discuss our game against Wolves and because we'll have some um, uh, lineup changes to talk about probably oh, so. just a bit yeah but hopefully no <laughs> tactical changes and you know yeah. We'll, we'll talk about whatever happens at Spurs, any other news that happens between then and now as well. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye.